Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Hello, everyone. And Nathan. Hello, and everyone. How are we doing, tunes? Good. Can it's he complain? Bad. A bit cold. I don't like it. You are always cold, it seems. Yeah. Well, it, it's, my, it, it's my room. It's like heat rises up, but it seems to escape as <laughs> well. We've not turned the heating on yet, so Martin Lewis will be proud. Just put more layers on. All the prices are going up. This is the thing we're going to have to start doing now, isn't it? Okay, shall we head in straight to the news then? Let's do it. Yes. With the most obvious news that we have to talk about, obviously. Um, well, it's finally happened, hasn't it? The writing's been on the wall since the beginning, but it happened at long last, didn't it? Google has officially announced it is killing the stadia. <gasps> I'm shocked. Yeah, absolutely shocking. This is my shocked face. So they put out uh, an official, official blog post which said the following. A few years ago, we also launched a consumer gaming service, Stadia. And while Stadia's approach to streaming games for consumers was built on a strong technology foundation, it hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected. So we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. Now, didn't they already do that ages ago? They well, wound they down that, ages ago. Yeah, well, they said that there weren't going to be any first-party developers working on games, and then from yeah. them we thought... Well, it's not going to be long before this happens. Yeah, it's like, was it about a year after it's launched or something? It's just like, we're killing all the the first party studios. Hey, deal with it. And then they spent spent millions getting, like, AAA games on it, didn't they? Like Assassin's Creed and Red Dead 2. Like, tens of millions. Yeah. Silly, silly. Uh, But they continued. They said, we're grateful to the dedicated Stadia players that have been with us from the start. All four of them. Yeah. Sorry, go <laughs> We will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchases made through the Google Store and all game and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia Store. Players will continue to have access to their games library and play through January the 18th, 2023, so they can complete final play sessions. We expect to have the majority of refunds completed by mid-January 2023. Um, what's your feelings on this? Well, as we said, we, we knew it would come in. Um, we all tried Stadia. We all had mixed, well, feelings. I have to say it's largely negative. I think. Yeah. I think I think we sort of agreed as a technology, interesting, but as a gaming service, absolute mm. garbage. Yeah, there just wasn't enough. Like, yeah, Wreckfest. Wreckfest is cool, but it just didn't have enough there to keep you captivated. There wasn't anything first party that may make you use Stadia over another platform. What makes this worse? Sorry, go. The only thing it had going for it is that the cost of entry was very low if you did want to play the games it had in its service. It was Mm. very low for us. 20 quid? Yeah. So we all bought it on a deal, and it's still too much. Well, at least we've all got a collector's piece. True. Bit bit of history to say Google gave it a try. And failed. Yeah, it's on Google Graveyard as well, along with a long list of things they've also killed. Um, but interesting is that no less than two months ago, Steady actually tweeted out to a concerned user saying that it wasn't going to shut down. So it says, Steady is not shutting down. Rest assured, we're always working on bringing more great games to the platform and Steady Pro. Let us know if you have any other questions. And that was two months ago. 
on July the 29th. Maybe they didn't know. Well, this seems to be the thing, isn't it? I think there's a lot of people in Google who didn't know. And apparently the announcement was only told to the team like 45 minutes before it was announced publicly. Yeah. Well, they didn't didn't even tell any of the uh, developers that were still making exclusive games for them. (laughs) No, they did not. (laughs) Didn't someone was supposed to be releasing one like this week or something? Or maybe next week. Someone very, very soon. I know there's someone in November supposed to release as well. Well, I think for those, they'll just end up being ported to other consoles, won't they? Well, that's a lot of other work, though, isn't it? It's, it's basically just saying that a lot of work has gone to waste. Hmm. But on the other hand, as a business, you're not going to broadcast it that we are shutting down. Because leaks happen all the time, as we found with GTA and pretty much everything else that's in development right now. So you can see why they've cut kept the cards close to the chest for this. It's not very good communication to people who were supposed to be developing for it, though, is it? It's like, what, we're going to take your money and then we're just going to kill it so you can't actually release anything? And is it something like Google only pays after it's been released or something like that? I think they changed it so you got some money up front so you could continue developing and they got a portion after it had gone out and then you get the royalties for every sale. I think they brought that out probably about a year ago now that they changed the model. And what about saved progress? That's another well, issue. Well, <laughs> there's that Red Dead Redemption 2 player, isn't there, that's done just short of 6,000 hours on the game. Yeah. He has tried to reach out to um, to, to Take 2 to see if they can transfer his save over to a different platform. Well, it's Red Dead 2 is a dead game, isn't it? Yeah, so everyone, will have you, everyone have you believe. To, to be honest, I can understand where it's coming from, but you sink hours into games and games die anyway. It, it happened eventually anyway. Why not now? Yeah, but it's happened earlier than it should. Much earlier than it should. Well, that's his own fault for backing the wrong horse. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> I think it works out something like 237 days. Yeah. That's about right, yeah. It's about equal to what you play FIFA. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the I know I know what's gonna happen with that. I'll, and, I, and I do nothing. it every year. <laughs> no, nothing. Oh, and no. I, I do it every year. Yeah. The time goes into that game and then once it's over, it starts all over again. That's the thing, well I think they should do what I, I stated in when we messaged about this. So I think they should get Babylon's fall on it. Have a big last bash on it, you know, big party, so they both get killed at the same time. That's it on the 18th of January. Yeah, yeah, the final hurrah. <laughs> I think we're good all round. I'd jump on that for one last go, like an all. <laughs> yeah. Any other news? So has anybody seen the first trailer that we got for Nintendo's animated Mario movie, Super Mario Bros? Yes. Hmm. And a whole direct for it as well. We had a direct as well, yeah. But in terms of the trailer itself, there'd been some fairly strong views. Uh, about one thing. Yeah. 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 I thought it. I thought the start of it was funny though, and really light-hearted. So the Bowser, his castle descends on this kind hey, of. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Light-hearted. 
<laughs> yeah. The, the amount of destruction that Bowser caused. How is that lighthearted? No, that was that was after the lighthearted bit. So where Bowser, where was the lighthearted in between? What? Let, let me set the scene. <laughs> Bowser's castle descends on this snowy kingdom. That was like an island. Out out comes these penguins. <laughs> yeah. Yes, these penguins. Yeah, penguins. And they attack Bowser and his group with all of their fury, and yeah. it does nothing. And that was hilarious. Well, I mean, it took out that one Koopa, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, but I imagine that Koopa got back up again. Well, this is this is made by Illumination, isn't it? Who did Minions? That is very Minions esque humor. Yeah, that sort of thing. I enjoyed it. Mm, yeah. I had to pause it and rewind it just to watch it again. Because <laughs> you just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> The, the the good bit for me is that the the like the main penguin dude was like that's only the start of our fury kind of thing. Yeah, was the effect. Do <laughs> you and, yield? And then Bowser proceeds to breathe fire and destroy the place. A bit less lighthearted, as as Matt said. What do you think to Jack Black's voice? I think he put. I think he did. I, I good really job. like it actually. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't too sure what it would be like, but he's, he's definitely really takes on the role, for sure. Listen, if you if you close your eyes and you didn't know Jack Black was in it, you probably wouldn't immediately guess it was it. No, definitely, yeah. He's definitely putting like a voice on, for sure. It's like, I think like you said, like I think if you just, if you didn't know Jack Black was um, voicing Bowser, you wouldn't think it was him that did it. But no, he's, I think he's doing a pretty good job on it. Uh, but then moving on to our plumber friend. Mario from Brooklyn. Yeah, from Brooklyn. <laughs> gets flung into the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, Yeah. I mean, graphically, looks impressive. Oh, yeah, definitely. It did look nice. Yeah, this you point, can tell it looks like Mario. This point, it's not ugly Mario, but... God, I always have <laughs> We're going to have like an ugly Mario. Or, or thick Mario. Thick. Yeah. That's the, I, when, when, people, when the um, teaser poster got released, did you see the poster? Yeah, I've seen the poster. It's Mario just like with his back to us and looking at all stuff. Mm, yeah. Uh, everyone just keep, became fixated on his backside. I don't know why. Say he's got no bum. <laughs> he hasn't got like, a bum. She's like, what? Oh, he does. <laughs> how, how, how does, how does he butt stomp in games? Come on. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just reiterating what people say. I saw a meme about this, and there was like the the Mario that we've got now, and a past Mario that had more back than our present one, and it says, "Look at what they took from us." Yeah, he's, he's lost that junk in his trunk. Yep. Uh, so what about um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Chris Pratt. No. Toad. Toad. That's it. What do you think I liked him. I thought I thought that quite. He was funny. I think his voice fits him. Yeah, mm. he's normally kind of high pitched in the games anyway. So it's yeah, this was pretty good. I did like Sounded it. Sounded good. That. Sounded good. That. And then we got the first appearance of uh, the Mario voice, like Chris Pratt, mm. and it's Chris Pratt. Yeah, it's just it's just Starlight. <laughs> kingdom, here we come. Pretty much his his voice. So if you close your eyes during that. It's just Chris Pratt, that's it. That's literally it. Was there even I, an attempt yeah. at some sort of voice? I mean, I, I don't want him to, like, put on this thick Italian accent. Yeah. 
This I is do. kind of a voice, but it's like it's, it's mm. subtlest of subtles. Yeah, I can see why they've decided mm. to go down this route. Well, it's because Starfield. That's you, literally all it is. Yeah. No, I, I don't what? mean in terms of Chris Pratt. I mean in terms mm. of the voice, because it would be funny, but you can't really listen to the Mario voice for one and a half, two hours straight. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I it could tone it. It could tone it down. I mean, like all all the voice lines he gets, he has to be quite, you know, enthusiastic about Mario being a superstar and stuff. So I, I think they they could have had the original and to, just like tone it down a bit for when he's actually talking kind of normally. But hmm. there there is some there's there's some theories going around actually about Chris Pratt's kind of I suppose role as playing Mario that I think a lot of people are going down the route that he's he actually plays kind of somehow like a normal character in the movie and then somehow gets transported in as Mario he's like he's sort of like I don't know Chris Pratt's character would be somehow playing Mario but a bit like Detective thing. What, so he's a, he's well, a live know. action plumber? So, sort of thing. Sort of like, so like, you know how like in Detective Pikachu, for Justice Smith's character, he was the only one who could hear Pikachu, everyone else would just hear Pika Pika. Mm-hmm. Some people are, uh, are thinking that this could be a similar route of like, when Chris Pratt's talking, it's obviously his normal voice, but to all the other characters, it's like an actual, the original Mario's voice. I don't know. Well, this, this, this is something that was brought up. <laughs> this was something that was brought up that I saw on the internet. So. Well, as long as I get both versions in a deluxe Blu-ray set, that's fine with it's, me. It's, it's going to be one of those things, like, because the original voice actor of Mario obviously is playing some sort of role in this film. So what is he doing? Don't we don't know. <laughs> this, this is just a theory. We don't but, know. Yeah. Um, but then we also got a little bit of Charlie Day's Luigi towards the end as well. Well, we got a bit of screaming. Oh, I say a little bit. It's like, yeah, we got a bit of screaming. Wow. So we, it's fine. So was that Luigi's Mansion? Uh, I would say no, because technically Luigi never has a mansion in those games. I mean, he's getting chased by, by Dry Bones, so I'm assuming it's probably still part of Bowser's castle. Okay. But that's my knowledge of Mario. So. <laughs> Overall thoughts on it? Positive. A lot more positive than I was when the first Sonic trailer came out, so there's there gonna be no redesign of characters at this point. I think the designs look fine. It seems yeah, graphic, quite graphically yeah. totally looks yeah. Designs look yeah. cool, graphically looks really nice. Um I really like the sense of humour. So And we keep banging out about Chris Pratt, but I think after about five minutes everyone's gonna stop caring anyway. Probably. It'll be just be like Oh, it's Chris Pratt playing Mario, and then once we get into the film, it's like, oh, it's just, now I'm just used to it. Or maybe we're just being unfair, because we only heard a very small chunk of it. Maybe, you know, maybe the rest of the film, he sounds different. You know, we don't know. Yeah, he could. We only heard a small amount, so who knows? Who knows? But, and they said he's announced, it's coming out, um, is it April the 7th? Yeah. I think that was. That's what I saw for US. I don't know if that's going to be the same for everyone else, but 
Well, let's let's assume he'll be around then. Do you want to hear about delays? Go on then. We got delays. (laughs) So you know that game School and Boats? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's been delayed for a fifth time. Must be a record. No, it isn't. But we'll get onto that. So this was due to release on November the 8th, but has now been delayed another four months to March the 9th next year. And apparently there's reports that it's been delayed due to shallow gameplay. But those streamers seem to really love it. Why would they lie? Exactly. This is what puzzled me. Shallow. All the stuff they announced didn't sound shallow to me. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so it's pretty much reached peak development hell, hasn't it? This. Uh, the, the, did you know that apparently it's partly funded by like the Singapore government? What? No. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like, like a bit of a. Curve so that's point. kind of it's kind of like I think it's one of the reasons for why it got delayed before. Wait, no, don't they have a HQ in Singapore actually? It is being put partly. I've looked it up. Yeah, it is partly funded by the the Singapore government. No, but don't don't also Ubisoft have like a yes, branch I think, in yeah 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 do have Ubisoft Singapore yeah actually they're probably the ones that are developing the game I won't be surprised yeah they were ah that makes oh, sense oh at least partly doing it but yeah apparently that's causing yeah. a lot of issues as well I, 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 I don't know why that is needed I thought Ubisoft would have the money for that anyway I don't know weird what a weird thing but do you want to hear about the other delay oh no. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, no. So it, it's... Well, it's not been delayed again, but... Well, maybe it has, I don't know. But it has achieved the status of having the longest ever development period for a AAA game. Really? Do you know what, yep. Do you know what the previous record order was? It's got to be Duke Nukem, hasn't it? Correct. Duke Nukem forever. That was about, like, 11 years, wasn't it? Or something like that? Yep. Or was it longer? So this was noted by Brendan Sinclair from GameIndustry.biz which is posted on 20th of September. It said, Duke Nukem Forever went 5,156 days from its announcement in 1997 to its release in 2011. It has been 5,234 days since the first Beyond the Good and Evil 2 trailer was released. It's wild. And that's I, I, and obviously that's longer now since that came out. But. I wonder if that kind of counts, though, because I, I recall... When when it first got announced, then at some point, when it was just like, oh, people assumed it was cancelled. And then, like, Beyond, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yeah, that's when the trailer was released. I suppose so. I suppose if the, if there was no official word of, we've cancelled this. No, but, you no, 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 no. It's just, it's just the longest ever development period. That's all it is. Because it's not being cancelled, does it? All like that. It's still going. But we should, to be honest, we shouldn't be surprised because remember they only hired their lead writer in August. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is shocking. But yeah, if that ever arrives. Right. From a delay to a remake or remaster. So, it's been leaked that Horizon Zero Dawn is going to get a remake or remaster. We don't know quite which one yet. What are our thoughts on this? Because looking into it... What the rumours? Yeah. Looking into it, everyone seems fairly negative over this. I can see why. Because it only came out five years ago. 
But is this going to be a thing now where if a show or a movie gets created, are they going to re-release it to try and sell a ton of copies? Because we saw what they're doing similarly with The Last of Us. They re-released part one and we've got a show in the works, obviously. So are we going to see the same treatment with Kratos and God of War in the future? Uh, but to be fair, The Last of Us, that was a quite significant change. Mm. I mean, I know that people like to give it a good kick in. Yeah, because we already got a remaster, didn't we, on the PS4? But it was massively different. It was different. I don't care what anybody says. You could tell the improvements. I think the issue with it is the price, price. though. 70 quid. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, but some people might not even have the game. You know, no, nobody's forcing you to go and buy it. This is what I don't understand. If you're happy with the remaster, just stay with the remaster. It's fine. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not like people say, you must, you must pay us 70 quid for this game. It's like, you, you don't have to. You know, people can make choices. If, But if you've not played it before, you absolutely would go and buy that version, wouldn't you? Yeah, because that's the that's You'd the, want best the best version. version. Yeah. Exactly. You'd want the definitive version. Yeah. And it's to more in line with the sequel. Yeah. Just in regards to this Horizon Zero Dawn remake, hmm. I I think I still buy it. This one I'm a little bit more skeptical about. Well, yeah. Well, we've already, we've already had a why because upgraded 60 FPS version on PS5. Well, that's PS5 compatible. Uh, well, Last of Us originally came out on PS3, did it? So, cause, yeah. so it's a bit of a two-generation jump. I mean, I know they did a PS4 one as well, but in the end, it's a significant jump for the first one. Whereas this is mm. just a one-generation jump, isn't it? So I don't know how much improvement they're going to get. Mm. I think... Unless they're going to add that... a lot of other features mm. into it, I don't know, but... Well, I think they were, they were looking at a lot of the accessibility stuff, weren't they? Which was similar to what they've done with The Last of Us Part 1. Where I think a lot more resources for that re, I suppose, make um, was put into the accessibility stuff. And I think it was less about... Because um, I think the gameplay, they, they didn't really touch that, that much to it on Part 1. I think a lot of it was more kind of getting it more graphically to the stand of part two and also trying to, um, I suppose, get it more to the the original um, vision. vision and actor's kind of um, portrayal of it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, there's there's pros and cons to that to that argument of whether it is worth the amount that it is. I think Sevi is still a bit steep for something that has essentially been out twice in two generation stuff. If it was like fifty, I'd probably be okay. That's that's probably more reasonable. But you can't argue with the effort that got made into it. It was built from. The oh no, I'm, I'm sure. Th- when you I'm compare sure there was it, a lot of effort to it. I don't think like, I don't think you can really say right. Is is it for thirty quid? I don't think I'm not saying really say thirty. That. I think 30, thirty is ridiculous. But it's not as much effort as saying they did for part two. Part two, yeah, brand new game. There's a lot new to it. Okay, yeah, I'll find there's semi, and it's a brilliant story. But for something that's you know, arguably already been out, and you can already play a version of it, 
prior. I think he'll play that. Anyway, I think we get sidetracked here. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Horizon for Horizon that is probably I don't I understand less of that. I don't I don't other than what Nathan's kind of mentioned that to sort of maybe What's what's know, the source of this leak? Is this I'm questioning whether this is even real. Let me find the original, because there was one source that brought it out and then a lot of people corroborated with it. Well, so I've got an article up here as well. Is that, um, it was according to a report that was by mpfirst.com, um, which apparently from the article on BGC, they could also collaborate with their own sources. Was that an updated version of the 2017 game would feature improved visuals to bring up to par with it, with its sequel, um, which would come in the form of new character models, like animations. Including that, it would also add new accessibility features, graphic models, and quality of life improvements to the gameplay itself. Um, so that's essentially what would come with it. I think also as well, um, there's so rumours of Gorilla making a multiplayer game. Whether that's going to be attached to the this this suppose remaster slash remake of the first game, I'm not too sure. So, but are we sure it's a remaster and not like an upgrade patch thing? Well, we don't know yet. Sure well, no, but I'm yet. just I'm just pointing that out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're doing stuff like animations and light lighting, that would be a little bit more difficult to patch into a old game than to just re sort of resell it as a brand new game in effect. I guess we'll just have to see how well so not quite well, sure about that one. Not quite sure about that one. Yeah th- th- this one is a little bit more kind of uh, I don't uh, uh, why Would <laughs> you want some good news? Please. Okay, so E three is returning. Next year. I thought you said good news. <laughs> oh, don't be like that. I what? <laughs> I thought you liked E3. Oh, well, anyway. So, it's, so it'll be, it's going to return as a physical event next year, taking place from June the 13th to June the 16th. And it'll be returning to the Los Angeles Convention Center. And there will be partnered digital events and showcases that will precede this, kicking off from June the 8th. No, that's wrong. June the 11th. Uh, and it's going to be split in two. So June 13th to the 15th will be dubbed E3 Business Days. And they'll concentrate on like industry professionals in the media. And then June 15th to the 16th will be E3 Gamer Days. And these will be open to the public. But they take place in a separate hall. Okay. And this will be the first E3 that will be managed by Reed Pop. We'll have operated conventions such as PAX, New York Comic Con, and Star Wars celebration. Mm. So they've got they've got previous. Yeah. So do we think this might be a good kick up the backside it needs? Yeah, I, I think, think it sounds positive. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it would be pretty cool with the idea of um, bringing in maybe like um, panels and stuff with like professionals, you know, going over there like their field and kind of maybe. You know, similar, similar to, um, oh, I'm sure it's not called this, but for some reason it's popped in my head. Some, some like CDC, I think. 
you know, if they bring panels in, then it's like they can talk. Yeah, about. I know what you're Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I'm sure it's not called that, but that's the first thing that's popped into my head. But you know, bring bring more of a almost like a like a behind the scenes you know, for for people. Yeah, so the public can meet the, the actual developers. That'd yeah, be, and they could go, and they could talk over about you know like maybe like how they made a game, you know what steps went into it and stuff, and like what maybe challenges they found uh, using certain engines and how they had to sort of come up, you know, I suppose yeah. to get past it and stuff. Well, it'd feel a lot more like a con, wouldn't it? So you'd have, like, panels of people that worked on a game, maybe some voice actors. Well, maybe, maybe that's what E3 needs to do to evolve, you it's know. What should, it's what it should be. That's better. It should be for everyone. It should be, it should, it should feel like a celebration of the industry, in my eyes. That's how I always kind of saw E3. There's like a celebration of sort of the past, present, kind of future, and how to look into it. I mean, this is probably it's, it's become so bogged down with just announcing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World premieres coming out of your ass. It's just <laughs> like I think I think we just need to take a step back. It's like sure, you want you know if you've got something major to announce, yeah, fine, go ahead, do it. If you know, but we don't need to dedicate everything to announce. Well, it's the thing because you, you're forcing publishers to announce things. When they're not ready. Do, do, do you know, like, the prime example for this was, do you remember when E3, I forget which one it is, which year it was, um, EA, like, showed off that they were making Star Wars Battlefront. Mm. And, like, all we pretty much got out of that was kind of, like, basically, like, like behind-the-scenes looks of, oh, here's the foliage we've made. And, ooh, look at it, there's, like, scans of these guns that we've got. And it's like, that's not gameplay, is it, really? You're just showing us... <laughs> You're like pre pre alpha state of like yeah. I mean, great. Everything's for realistic. It's gonna look like it's gonna be the best looking Star Wars ever. But I want I want games. That's the stuff that should be in the <laughs> in the conferences. Yeah, it's like give me gameplay or at the least some sort of reveal trailer. I don't want to be seeing that rubbish. It's interesting though. I think these conferences and Q and As or whatever it's gonna look like should be open to. Well, obviously everybody, but like maybe do like a streaming thing where people can pose the questions to the panel, like us, for example, if we wanted to, not just journalists and people that are lucky enough to go there. Yeah, this is just the panel discussions, any big announcements, talk to developers, play some games. Yeah, sounds great. But I just hope it. I just hope it reinvigorates it. Yeah, because it has been on a downward slide for quite a few years now, hasn't it? Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I know we've had the pandemic and all that, but yeah, the writing, I think yeah. the writing was on the wall before that, weren't it? Yeah, it all gone a bit stale. But, I mean, I could, oh, I could, I could, sorry, I couldn't understand why everything went digital because it needed to. Yeah, at the time, and then it was difficult to get everything back into a physical location again because I think Jeff Keighley and friends capitalised on that, and then yeah. that was the go-to place, but. Now E3 is coming back, then it'll have a bit of competition. Mm. Yeah, is it is it going to kick off a, I don't know what to call it, <laughs> gaming wars? <laughs> I don't know. Convention wars, I don't know. Yeah, could do. But I'm just worried about, like, are people still not going to attend it? You know, PlayStation. Yeah. They're probably still not going to attend it. So... There's, there's, there's like some barriers that it's not going to be able to solve. 
Yeah. Well, PlayStation and Nintendo have really just done their own thing, haven't they? Yeah. They've gone away. So it is going to be these independent game publishers that go to things like this. So I don't think we'll ever get them back because they like to control what goes out and when and they don't like to be forced into things, generally speaking. But it's a shame because I remember when that... um... When the God of War trailer was shown. Well, it wasn't a trailer, it was gameplay footage, wasn't it? And like everyone was just like so shocked. Because it just started... Because it was like it was like a 10 minute, 10, 15 minute presentation, wasn't it? Yeah. Where there's like the, the guy, Bear McCreary, was playing the music with the orchestra. And nobody knew what it was then. And then suddenly it just comes up with um, Atreus playing with the toys and all that. And then Kratos steps out of the shadows. Everyone goes mental. Yeah. And then it just goes into the gameplay. And everyone's like, what the? You know, we want those sorts of feels back, don't we? Yeah. I think that's what we're missing. Like, people try to pack so much into these things that we don't really get a proper look and before the next things come along. So it's nice to have that, take that bit of time to say, right, this is what we're showcasing. It's going to be 10 or 15 minutes, but yeah. you actually appreciate it that bit more. Exactly. It, it was memorable. We're years down the line and we still remember that moment. Mm. That's what we want. It's like as I remember the the Last of Us Part 2 trailer. I mean, I do think that was still shown off too early because it was like yeah. another like three, four years until it actually released. Yeah. But that trailer was fantastic and the reaction was brilliant as well. I can remember for that game, um, I went to Smith's, the toy store, and they had um, coming, I think it was 2017 or something, and it didn't end up releasing in the end until, I think it was probably 2019. Maybe a yes. bit earlier. Uh, later. I don't know. Can't remember. No, it would, have been, it. Um, would have been 2019, wouldn't it? Because we, we were doing the podcast then. Have we been doing the podcast that long? <laughs> Can't remember. Oh, wait a minute. No, <laughs> we were releasing 2020. So I was, seeing, yeah. I was seeing like boxes seeing coming twenty. 17, like the end of 2017, and then didn't end up coming out until the middle of 2020 in the end. Because people were just speculating at that point. But, oh, hopefully, we see, we see big reveals. Yeah. Big, enjoyable crowd reactions. That's so what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So, have either of you played Overwatch 2? Negative. No, as of yet, no. Well, it seems like nobody else has as well. <laughs> so it launched on October the 4th, and it got hit with a DDoS attack. Did you hear about this? I think so. I yeah. assumed it was just the servers just got flooded with too many people. No, apparently <laughs> it got hit with DDoS. They, they said it. Unless they were okay. saying that as a, try, as a sort of cover story. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just so bad. Damn it. Maybe it was. But... Um, Yes, and not only that, but apparently the game also asks you to provide a phone number to access your Battle.net account. And apparently that's also been causing issues as well. Like, often telling people, like, the phone number's already in use. And, yeah. And not receiving text verification messages. So, yeah, that all went down very well. But I think a lot of people are still saying that it's, it shouldn't have got a sequel anyway. No. I mean, I never played the first one. I certainly won't be playing this, but I, I don't even see much difference. You... Yeah, it just seemed a bit of a strange one, didn't it? Why don't yeah. you just upgrade the first one? It's free to play, isn't it? Yeah, this one's gone free to play, but it does have a weird 
with how you have to unlock. You. Well, there's that and unlocking the heroes apparently as well. So. Yeah, is there something, is something about you have to unlock the first the first game's heroes or something? I can't quite remember. Something like part of the they're like high up on the battle. But oh, I don't know. I, I don't care to be honest. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so we ended up getting a a new 14 minute trailer for Pokemon Sapphire Sapphire Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> completely going back in time there. Repeat. Yeah, going all the way back now. So they shut off a lot more of the Let's Go feature where you can throw um, your Pokemon out into the, uh, into the overworld and it has, uh, has, has I suppose, like a, almost like an auto battle with other Pokemon now in the area that you've thrown it in. So essentially what happens is kind of you kind of throw your Pokemon out, it'll, it'll sort of kind of run over to another Pokemon and it has kind of like a... I don't know how best to describe it, really. They both kind of, like, hit each other. One loses health, one, I suppose, faints, and then you get the XP for it. You throw them together, know. they have a slap fight, and then one comes out the victor. Is that basically what we're saying? Yeah. Uh, essentially, from kind of how it looks. That's that's how they're doing the whole cool. kind of being able to grind levels now, rather than um, play the game, I suppose. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Well, it does the same thing with items as well. So if there's any items in the vicinity, it goes over and also picks them up as well. We did get shown off a a new evolution for a Gen 2 Pokemon that I think, I suppose it's been a long time coming, but it's it's also probably the strangest evolution for a Pokemon I've ever seen. So if you don't know what the the Pokemon is, uh, the original Pokemon is, is it? Giraffarig? Giraffarig, I think it is. It's a bit of a mouthful. Essentially, sort of a, I believe it's a dark type Pokemon, I think. Essentially a giraffe with a very weird tail that has a kind of mind of its own. Um, essentially like, it's almost like, imagine a chain chomp from Mario as a tail for, on a giraffe is probably the best I can describe. Yep, seems legit. This yeah. kind of stuff. And now it's got an evolution in this game, uh, it, which is essentially just a region below its original name. Uh, Farigurath? Yeah. Well, that seems pretty on brand <laughs> because it's like they've turned it kind of yeah, it's almost inside like out, but they turned of, it around a bit. Almost the backwards a little bit. Yeah. Because the tail's like enveloped the head now. Well, yeah. Now, now imagine that the tail essentially engulfs all of the sort of upper body, neck, and head of the giraffe. It looks like it's wearing like a onesie. Um, yeah. Interest, interesting design, I suppose. But I suppose that's that's Pokemon. So we got to see a little bit more of the terrestrializing function that's in the game. Um, confirming that all Pokemon have. 18 different variants that they can have, so that's all the I suppose different what's the word I'm looking for? Types, which is quite interesting I think, it, it will make up for different strategies and whatnot. so like you think you're sort of going up against a war type with an electric type and then suddenly it terrestrializes and then like becomes like a rock type and then now suddenly you're a bit, bit in a pickle. Yeah, I think it adds an interesting element to battling being able to switch mm. out the types and stuff. 
Yeah, certainly. Which is good. Short off Lovermore as well of the world. So um what do you do now with TMs or technical machines as they used to be called? You now have like um dedicated machines for them in shops, I believe, where you collect what's called league points and you, you can buy them from there. So I don't know if they'll still be like searchable in the overworld. I wasn't too sure on that. It seemed like from from what I saw, they looked like they needed to be crafted in effect using these machines. Mm, yeah, collected a little them. bit, wasn't it? Yeah. So they had that. I think they showed off a little bit more of the the three different storylines that are going on. So again, you've got the Pokemon League where um, they showed off a bit of a battle against the grass type um, gym leader. Who I'm already unsure what his name is because all their names start blurring into one for me a little bit. So many gyms and, and leaders. The second one as well, the Team Star one, where you go battle all the sort of grunts again and then go up against the... I, th- I think they, these are going to be like s- several leaders scattered around checkpoints around the map, I believe, that you've got to take on. I'm not sure what it means to... Um, Balamor, whether it helps sort of unlocking the sort of more of the map as you go along, perhaps. Then there was, and then also looking after these <clears throat> plants as well. They're being guarded by these Titan Pokemon's, where you can sort of battle. It's sort of a brief battle with the Cloth, I think it is the the new Crab Rock Pokemon. But I think he got his health down to a certain point, and then it ends up like running off. You don't actually like defeat it. So I wonder yeah. if it's like. I wonder if it's like in stages you have to like battle it around perhaps, but that could be interesting. Um, and I think the one of a new thing they showed off is um, Scarlet and Violet's form of um, camps that you had in Sword and Shield. So where you could have camps and then you could like play with your Pokemon, um, make curry for it because you know there's Brits like curry and stuff. The I suppose Spanish. Wait, make, whoa, 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 whoa! Make curry for it. Yeah, yeah you make you make curry for Pokemon. Give your Pokemon the squirts. Yeah, it's like, the squirts. It's like bread curry, sausage curry, chicken curry, all sorts. Sausage curry? Yeah. Okay. Please carry so, on. Let's carry on. <laughs> so, uh, in Scarlet and Violet, their form of it is going to be called Picnics. So you can do that stuff, you'll be able to play with the Pokemon. You can, like, shower your Pokemon, bathe them as well, which, like, boosts their stats and health, similar to how it was how you'd like um clean Pokemon in um Sun and Moon, I believe it was. They also got these this cooking um mechanic as well. So it's not curries in this one, it's just sandwiches. But you can actually like What's in the sandwiches? Well, well you I'm can you can have whatever you want. You can actually like build a curry it. sandwich. Well, I don't know about a curry sandwich. But you can actually build it up as like a proper light as though you were in a subway. Oh, right. <laughs> and like you could like pick out individual, say like tomatoes, put them where you wanted, and you're like they've got like strangely like actual physics in it as well. So like you see like the tomatoes bouncing off the sandwich if you stacked it a bit too high. But they look pretty cool. Yeah, that's one of the Nathan's just shared a mess message. Why is, why is that bread? Why is that bread green? Moldish. Anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so that, that's Italian uh, herbs and cheese. That's why. That's what kind of bread it is. So that was pretty much all the new new stuff that we got, we got to see. Um, there was one quick thing as well that they revealed before 
this trailer of another new Pokemon that they showed off. Which everyone thought was like the Paldirian variant of Diglett. Oh yeah. But it's not actually. It's actually it's actually not related to Diglett at all at all. It's its own Pokemon called Wiglet. Um how which you think was like Wiglet. how is that not related? <laughs> but okay. It's essentially imagine uh, a normal and Diglett, his cousin Twiglet. Hey, don't whoa, whoa. do it. That's not until Gen twelve, mate. Calm yeah. down. Um it's essentially just like if they turned Diglett into a proper like worm and stuff, it like it, it extends itself out of the hole they makes, and it's a water type as well, so that's quite interesting. I'd like to see its Doug Trio version, like Wig Triplet or something. I don't know. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all the new stuff that we learned from the Pokemon trailer. Did you see this news about the new um, Hideo Kojima game? Yeah, I've heard so, that. So a little while ago, there was a, a te- teaser poster with like a silhouette face. Mm. It said, did it say, who am I? I think you it said might. a bit. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, and then, but finally it's been revealed. And it's L Fanning. Who apparently is going to be in the next thing. And this quickly led to rumours thinking it's Death Stranding 2. Uh, but apparently a producer at Kajim uh, Productions Accidentally tagged Death Stranding when they tweeted it. <laughs> kind of giving the game away. Oh dear. And then they, they deleted the tweet and then they said something along the lines of, oh, uh, I deleted it because I forgot to put a question mark on the end of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, like that's gonna make any better. <laughs> like Death Stranding question mark. It's like, come on. Although I don't think it was any surprise. I think everyone would think it's Death Stranding anyway. Because on the poster there's like lines going down it and it's very Death Stranding-esque. Mm. Don't know, that's that's just a little thing we know. But, but saying that, uh, what's his face? Um, Norman? That's the one, Norman. He, he gave it away ages ago, didn't he? So Pretty much, We, yeah. we all did, yeah. But, uh, but uh, that's another little extra bit. But apparently he's got multiple projects in Lingo. Mm. Idio, not Norman. Not Norman. Well, he probably also. Well, he might have. Yeah. He might have. Uh, well, I think yes. they also released a another poster, if I recall. I think there's a second one. Uh, did they? The Scar Silhouette. Yeah. I believe if they have, I've so. Not seen it. Let me let me see if I find it. So I think it's another silhouette, and on this one it says. Um, is it Norman? <laughs> yeah, it says, "Is it Norman?" No, I think it says, "Where am I?" Oh, okay. Uh, let me just find it. Sorry. Oh, here we go. It was um, it was an article actually from VGC that confirmed the who am I? Um, and then uh, they were teasing. He's teasing another one. Um, that looks very close to the silhouette of. Well, people are already guessing that it could be Margaret. Quali from the first one. Yeah. It was from the first Death Stranding. So. I'm just looking at it now. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll throw it in the, in the chat as well. Everyone to see. So. Yeah, it's, it's looking very Death Stranding. Which is, again, a game that I need to get back into at some point. So, 
we've had a couple of new announcements over the last few days. So we've had, so CD Project Red did an investor's call. And as part of that, they announced that we were getting sequels to The Witcher and Cyberpunk 2077. Well, shall we go through these? Because they, yeah, they yeah. put out a series of tweets. Mm. This is, seems like it's covering like 15 years or something. There's a lot going well, on here. probably the end. So they started off by announcing, well, not announcing because it's already been, but the first thing was they mentioned was the Cyberpunk 2077 uh, Phantom of Liberty expansion. Mm-hmm. So a major story-driven expansion to Cyberpunk. Current project stage, final production phase, and it's been developed by CD Projekt Red, with 350-plus people involved. But then we've got Project Sirius, an innovative take on the Witcher universe telling an unforgettable story for existing Witcher fans and new audiences. Current project stage pre-production. But it'll be developed by The Molasses Flood, supported by CD Red, Project Red, and they'll have 60-plus people involved. Ooh, interesting. And then we've got Project Polaris. So a story-driven open-world RPG built on the legacy of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That's in pre-production. Uh, developed by CD Projekt Red. It's got 150 people involved at the moment. And this will be the beginning of a new Witcher trilogy. Oh, is this the one that they'd already announced? This is the one with the... Probably. Well, teased, I should say. Yeah. And uh, all three... This is, this is... All three games in the series are aimed to be delivered within a six year period it's ambitious I, mm. <laughs> with their history that's a bit worrying well they've they've expanded to Boston in terms of the True. development team and they've got a lot more people than they used to uh, yeah so, I, heard, I heard somewhere was um, they wanted to do this within a six year period of when the first game comes out Although that's how it sort of read, or how they'd mentioned it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It says all three games are to be delivered within a six-year period following the Polaris release. Yeah, so once the first of the trilogy yes. comes out, then yeah, they want right. a six-year period. So it's, it's probably more like looking at about nine, ten years altogether for that. Yeah, probably. And then we've got uh, Project Canis Majoris. So it's a story-driven single-player open-world RPG set within the Witcher universe, contracted to be developed by a third-party studio led by ex-Witcher veterans. And then we've got Project Orion, which is the cyberpunk sequel that will prove the full power and potential of the cyberpunk universe, and that will be developed by CD Projekt Red. And then finally, we've got Project Hader. Hader? Hader? I don't know how to pronounce that. But this will be a new standalone IP, distinct from the Witcher and cyberpunk, and will be developed 100% internally. It's been apparently it's been in IP incubation since late 2021. And it's currently in the conceptual phase, phase by a small strike team. Sounds exciting. Does mm. lots going on at CD Project New IP. New IP is always a good thing. But I like that. I like they just said this is what we're doing. There you go. Look yeah. forward to it all. It saves another Capcom leak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does damn it. I know, so there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, still need to get on The Witcher. Still waiting for that next gen upgrade. That's the thing, isn't it? Think, <laughs> That's is what this, I'm waiting. Is that supposed to come out before the end of the year? Uh, yes, I believe it's still aimed for before the end of 22. So, If it does, I might make that my Christmas game. Oh, that's going to be a long, oh, yeah, but... long couple of weeks there. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying complete it for it, but... 
I'll play it over right. a period. Yeah. But no, no, that sounds very good, that. Promising. Should we go to a, another studio is also announcing, uh, new games. Oh, well, perhaps a new game. Um, but maybe not in the way that everyone kind of wants them to, should we say. Um, I'm intrigued. So, intrigued. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be killing your intrigue pretty soon. <laughs> uh, what's so, new? Well, yeah, that's pretty much all I do these days, so. Um, so just going on the article that was from BGC. So, um, as reported by 4Gamer, um, Sega has announced a partnership that will see the development of the first blockchain game using its IP. What IP? Well, as I, you will continue. So the deal with Japanese blockchain company Double Jump Tokyo will result in the development of a new game based on Sega's popular Sangu Kushi Taisen series. Um, so this is a, a series uh, that's based on real-time strategy. Um, it's mostly played in Japanese arcades, which is probably why you've not really seen it. And it apparently sees players collecting physical cards in which they can then place on the playing area to make them appear in the game. So, so I suppose, think... Yu-Gi-Oh, maybe, but put it in a real-time format. <laughs> um, so to continue with the article, the new tile, which will be developed by Double Jump Tokyo, with Sega leading, lending the use of its IP, will use blockchain technology, but it's not yet made clear as to how this would work, though it may involve using it to record the ownership of each card. So... Maybe not too bad in how we're thinking how they're going to be using the technology. But I suppose whenever you see blockchain and game put together, <laughs> alarm bells ring. It's just worrying if it's going to be a slippery slope, isn't it? Whether it's going to be the start or something that we don't want to see. Maybe, yeah. I suppose it all depends on how, how it gets implemented, isn't it? Because with, with the sounds of this, if it's sort of like it's... Something physical that you need to then maybe access digital stuff you own that can be used within the game. Maybe that's fine. I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for for Nerf to say he loves the idea. Well, from what well, he's itching on it. <laughs> well, from what you've said, it it just looks like it's going to be used as a ledger to record who owns that card slash character or whatever that's going to be. Yeah. It's not that intrusive, really. I suppose it also depends what you can use with those items. Will it just purely be for, you know, for the game? Will you be able to perhaps sell them on a marketplace for other stuff? Well, I imagine so. I imagine that's probably what the goal is for that. Otherwise, there'd be no reason to put it on a blockchain. Because all that's going to record is the transfer of assets. But maybe other games will follow suit. So maybe you could... <laughs> maybe Mark's favourite game, Fortnite, might do something similar, where you can buy cards with Fortnite skins. No, don't. And then that'll get loaded into the blockchain. Ruined it now. Go on, Epic. Get it done. No, stop. Stop this, man. Or 
on the top of that, you can buy your cards using cryptocurrency as well. Let's just go the whole nine yards. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Did anyone see the uh, the teaser trailer for HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us? Yes, I did. You did? What do we think? I think as far as game adaptations to TV or films go, it's pretty good. Yeah, oh, the look of it. it's pretty decent. Um, I believe for most of it, narration is from Tess, I think. Or it sounds like it. Possibly. I can't remember. I, I think for like what she's talking about, like towards the end where you have to save a life or something like that, it yes. sounds like it was aimed at, like, it would be like Tess aiming that at Joel at mm. some point. It does um, look like they're going close with the story, though, doesn't it? I think. They seems to be falling pretty close, yeah. I, I've heard it is, for the most part, it'll be, it'll be almost one-to-one with some elements changed here and there, and then, like, some some of the part two stuff kind of also implemented into it. Um, I'm fully expecting flashbacks. Mm, yeah. Decent, though. Um, if you go over the cast, who is it? So it's um, Ellie's been played by Bella Ramsey. Obviously, if you've watched Game of Thrones, you know who that is. Joel is being played by Pedro Pascal. Or Mandalorian, or every other thing he's in now. <laughs> yeah, he's in everything. Though. He's suddenly been in everything. Um, Anna Marcos. Torv, I th- probably butchered their last names, playing Tess. Uh... Nico Parker is playing Sarah, who was part of the um, trailer as well with Ellie at one point. Um, trying to think of everyone else who, who appeared in there. There was Nick Offerman, who was playing Bill. Yeah, that's that's an interesting cast. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Mm. More of that. That could be an interesting one. Um, I don't remember much else of people who appeared that I can mention. But obviously, at some point, Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker will be appearing in unconfirmed roles at the moment. I still feel a bit weird about that. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just going to feel really weird when they come on screen. It's just like, it's going to be like, mine's going to blow. <laughs> I'm not going to stand it. It's going to be weird. I think what, what, one of the more interesting cast was the um, the Marlene one because it's the actual voice actress that's playing as her isn't it mm. yeah which is going to be strange to hear a familiar voice <laughs> no that pretty decent I think I think it's got to tone down pretty well um, there's a lot of different shots that we had I think some that was in the wind nurse a lot of the details of it does look good hmm do we know when that's releasing yet I can't remember was so far, well, by the end of the trailer, it said 2023. So I don't think we've got a definite date at this moment in time. So. February. Why not? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you want Mark's news that will make you go, what? 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 There we go. Okay. Shall we talk about a meat company? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know that sounds like a tree. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I have, haven't you? Okay. So a Chilean meat company called Super Pollo recently did a collaboration with the game Amongst Us. Okay. So would you like to know what they did to celebrate this partnership? They made a 
stick out of the characters that are in Among Us, maybe? No, but you're along the right lines. So they created a crewmate-shaped chicken nugget. Oh, chicken <laughs> Right. But that's not all. They attached it to a weather balloon and attempted to send it into space. Yeah, why not? Now, space is technically around 62 miles above sea level, but unfortunately it only reached just about halfway at 32 miles uh, before the balloon popped, sending our imposter friend back back roasting through the atmosphere, back to Earth. Uh, But yeah, that's that's all they did, and it's just so utterly bizarre, and this was live-streamed as well. But uh, this did lead to excellent punnage. So someone deemed it a, a nuggers. But, <laughs> but my favourite one is a Poyo 13. Oh my goodness. That's great. <laughs> that is fantastic. Nice. And I guess that's it for the news. Should we talk about what we're currently playing? Yep. Yeah. Matthew, do you want to start us off? Me? Yeah. Oh. I'll start us off. Um, so... I'll continue talking about, uh, I suppose, my, my time in the Borderlands, because um, I'm still going through that. I suppose. What level are you now? 80? No, it doesn't go that far. I think the max is... 79. 61, actually, I think. No, no, it might go higher than 69. That. It might be, it might be nice. 69, but no, I'm not 69. I'm 46. Oh. It's not, not too far ahead, but... At this point, I've already started a playthrough too, uh, <laughs> just because I want to, at some point, plan in this game. I think I'm I'm already about 86% through. I just got like a few more to do. So, but that's the base game. So I've gone through pretty much all of the DLC now. So I, I, I think last time I completed. The zombie island of Dr. Z, and then moved on to the secret army of General Knox. And I've done most of this, um, but I've kind of screwed myself over at some point. And I uh-huh. can't actually continue until I need one of you to get to the point where I am in, <laughs> which is probably not going to happen. Uh, I'll help you, Matt, don't worry. So I, I may have cancelled myself out. Basically, uh, I've gone through all like the story missions for General Knox, be General Knox. You get to this armory, you can loot it for approximately three minutes, and then it all blows up, and then you die, and then you come back, um, and then you've got all the loot that you've picked up, or if you can pick up. Um, but there's a way, uh, there's a way where Marcus asks you to kill X amount of lance soldiers so all the, all the different soldier variants that you run into you have to kill the next mount again and then he gives you like a second run through of like the last mission so you go through back fighting general Knox again if you beat him you get sort of another three minutes of picking up loot um but i'd read somewhere that there's uh, there's a way of being able to glitch the armory so you can enter in without triggering the timer so you have like pretty much all the time in the world to like loot as much as you want. There's also a catch to that. And the catch is that there is normally three mission points that you have to com- 
sort of complete to finish the mission properly. So there's one, ride the elevator down, two, steal loot. It's literally just called steal loot. That's that's an objective. Three is boom. So that's once the time has reached, then that's the end of the mission. You've technically completed it. But if you've glitch it, there's a way. Uh, there's a certain door just before you get to the elevator that if you essentially hug the the kind of door to the right side, you essentially phase through and kind of glitch your way into the armory. It never ceases to amaze me just what gamers will do just for that extra yeah. bit of loot. Just, just for the loot, yeah. <laughs> There's some sick loot in there, to be honest. There's some quite nice loot, um, which I never got the first time around. So... I thought, all right, I'll try this second time around. But there's there's a certain thing where if you if you go back into the elevator room, but underneath, it triggers the steel loot objective. And at this point, it then also closes the armory doors. So what you're meant to do, or if you know, if I wasn't too stupidly curious enough to try this, what you're meant to do is you go through, pick up the loot, what you want kill yourself and then you'll spawn back outside the kind of armory room where you could effectively be able to still phase through go back in you know you could sell your stuff that you didn't want or whatnot you can keep on doing that but curiously enough i went back into this um elevator room not thinking it would break it and i did and i killed myself and now the armory doors are shut and i can't really get back in so wop, I can't complete this mission. Um, my curiosity got the best of me, I suppose. Even though I was pre-warned yeah. that this would happen. I guess we could say curiosity killed the bat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one. <laughs> Don't quit your day job. Anyway. So yeah, I've... Uh, I thought that was good. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it, Mark. Don't worry. Thank you. At least someone appreciates it. If it enjoys anything. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I was sent a glitch to that DLC. So, then I moved on to the next DLC. Uh, which is the Claptrap Robotolution. It's not Revolution. It's Robotolution. You can see what they went for there. So, that's essentially just going through um, a couple of different areas. Doing some missions for Hyperion to stop Claptrap. Because um, he's, uh, he's he's gone on a rampage, he's he's revolted. And um, but towards the end of it, it's a bit of a short one. I don't I don't think it's as long as the Armory of Knox. But you do end up sort of fine um, previous bosses throughout the game that have been like um, mechanicalized by Claptrap. Um, and funnily enough, General Knox is one of them. And he's kind of he's kind of sad about it because he kind of actually wanted to die <laughs> in uh, in the previous DLC, which you kind of grant for him, but then he gets brought back to life by Cloud Trap, and he's just like he's pretty like not happy about it, basically. So that's quite funny. But yeah, there's a couple of others that you fight against that um, are interesting that get brought back, and then sort of towards the end of it, you fight Cloud Trap. It's a decent fight actually. Um, quite enjoyed it. Got through it, um, and then. Decide to do sort of like a playthrough two to kind of get to the trophy where you go get to level 50. Because now 
pretty much everything that I do is kind of lower level. So if you're going to the play through two, it's meant to then sort of rank up the levels of all like the old enemies that you went against and they've all got kind of new tiles and some enemies that were beginner I suppose enemies now kind of being upgraded a little bit so they're a little bit more tougher and stuff even though I'm still actually kind of a little over leveled already as well because I think playthrough 2 was designed for you go into it as soon as you've done playthrough one. It's not. It's not account took into account the DLC you've just gone through that's leveled you up as well. So I started doing it a bit, and then I decided to go straight into one the zombie DLC because um, those enemies seem to be a little bit more close to my level, so I can feel like I'm ranking up a little bit better there. So essentially, I'm just going to do that till level 50, and then probably somehow convince you both to play again and I'll start on a lower level character <laughs> and you can drag me for it so yes that was Borderlands uh, next one that, uh, that I think we've all played because I think we've all guilty bought it for one reason or another uh, it's been FIFA 23 yes yes <laughs> so this, this was an interesting start to our pro club's career i suppose um let's be honest it always starts badly though doesn't it it started as well as it could have though well we started with a win which was pretty good and then followed with about three losses so we ended it on a win so that was good yeah we just bookended the evening with wins yeah so so we win uh yep so we win and then so i don't think you guys are playing it as much as me but i've been doing a lot of the the volta squad stuff just because of how fast it ranks up your pro club play, really. How, do, how does that work exactly? How... So, so you play a game of uh, Vault of Squads. It's about three minutes each half, so it's a pretty quick game. Um, so if you've won the game, I think each pro gets um, an amount of SP, which is like the, I suppose, the Volta slash Pro Club's battle pass thing that they've got going on. Um, you get skill points for the Volta Pro. Um, you seem to get skill points every game. Like some games you get six, some three. I think I've leveled up enough to that now I just get two per game. Um, but then you also get an amount of XP for your Pro Clubs Pro. So it was at a point that if you won the game, you got 1,200 XP, which is quite a lot. Like I think a normal kind of game of pro clubs you've finished it i think i remember getting about so between seven and eight hundred and that's like double double the amount of time that it takes to finish a vault game so you you, you know do a vault game if you win get more than what you would if you just did the program um i think if you lost it it was like 600 um but there was there was a, a i don't know if there was a bug or Maybe there was an oversight on EA. I'd I'd probably go with Latter, knowing them. EA, an oversight. Um, where people finding that if you went to a pro into sorry into a Volta squad game, started it and quit out, you wouldn't get anything for your Volta pro, but you'd be still getting the XP for your pro clubs pro. And people will absolutely spam that because you can imagine like it takes maybe thirty seconds to get into a Volt Volta squad game, come out then just wait again. Like, by the time one half of a normal game's gone by, you've probably got 
like three times as much XP if you just won a game normally. Yeah. Um, I have heard somewhere that they might have fixed this now. So that if you quit out, you don't get an XP regardless. But a lot of the um, Pro Clubs YouTubers that I follow were like taking advantage of this. Show. <laughs> of course they were. Of course they were. So like, no worries, like apparently like within an hour you could get like a almost like a level 100 Pro by the end of it, which is ridiculous. Unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't take advantage of it. Every, every time I was playing it, people were like, people were quitting. And I would just like finish the game with like 1,200 because I've technically won the game. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that. Fine, you all quit for me. And I'll uh, I'll do that. But I think they're stopping to quit now. I think they've, they've realised what's happened. So, but I've, I've actually been enjoying the vol- uh, squad stuff. This is better than what I thought it would be. Provided that you've got a team that knows what they're doing. Which, which, for, which, which a lot <laughs> yeah. when I was playing on my own is ten, tends to be just low wolf people trying to skill the way up the pitch. Oh yeah, they'll never pass. So, I feel I feel like this is a personal attack. I'm not going to lie. Well, I mean, it should be. So, uh, <laughs> you do this on pro clubs normally, so no, it's all right. I've I've tried a bit. I've uh, tried quite a few of the games of the Volta Arcade as well. That's actually quite fun. I do, I do quite like that little mini games that they've they've got in it. Do you get an XP for doing that? Oh. I couldn't tell if I did with the pro clubs. It definitely felt more aimed towards like SP. Like you could gain a lot of SP through that. So, but I think it was less less about ranking up your pros through that. But mm. it's, it's you know it's, it's a fun little addition. Um, I've not tried anything else outside of kind of pro clubs or bar. So I don't know if you guys have got any comments on anything else the game offers. Actually, how, how it feels. How, how do you think it feels compared to 22? Laggy. For you, yeah. That's what I've got to say. I think for you guys, you were freezing every now and then. I'm like, it's fine. What don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I, I've never had anything like, like, like that in any game. That was just FIFA. Yeah, why? It was That's insane. Strange. I don't know. I was playing a bit of Alter earlier, and I didn't have as much, but I did still have it. So... Maybe something something that's improving, but I don't know. Don't know. But like we we were playing pro clubs and like literally like it's like every like ten fifteen seconds. Basically like in the space of like ten seconds of gameplay, there'd be like three freezes. Hmm. And I'd like just chip the ball over the back line and then it just stop and then it do that silly speed thing. And then suddenly it's at Nathan's feet and they he's popped it in. Or is it the bar? <laughs> More like him, the bar, yeah. I know. Very odd. I don't. I hope that gets sorted. Mm. It's something's very unusual there. Yeah. One thing I do want them to sort is being able to skip goal celebrations. What have they done? Like why? Why have they changed it back? To it's it's, it's, it's actually it's actually quite funny because it's like in FIFA 22, I was always kind of annoyed. You know, if we ever like scored a pretty good goal and it was like it got skipped, it's like oh, I'd, I'd like to record that. Is it because we're always nice. losing? So it's like probably now we don't want to see it. Yeah, it's like and now like they've brought it back, so like the other t- the team who scored is the one that has to skip it, and like well, nine so, times out of ten they don't bloody skip it. Well, so no, because I did a I was playing a bit of um, pro clubs dropping dropping yeah. earlier, and I scored a cracking goal. But no, no, we have to get skipped in it. I was really annoyed. 
curler from the outside of the box. It was fantastic. Equalised the game. I mean, we oh. did we did lose in extra time, golden goal, but that weren't my fault. Don't believe we scored. Uh, I yeah, recorded it. Video proof for it. I recorded it. <laughs> I think you're a dab and a Photoshop, Mark. I, I don't think it's real. Photoshop. <laughs> Doing frame by frame, just adding in the goal, just like <laughs> he's took a shot and it's like gone flying, he's like edited the ball. Don't whips it round. <laughs> yeah. Well, but. at least I know where the, at least I know where the passport is. Uh, but anyway. Well, yes. Well, I haven't finished. I suppose that's the end of the FIFA bit. I've played uh, one other game, which is inspired me to start playing again, thanks to I'm so something we might be talking about a little bit later on. Um, I ended up jumping back on Cyberpunk 2077. Enjoying myself for this one, actually. Yeah, I, I think getting back into it, um, playing what I have, I've I've gone past the, I suppose, the prologue uh, act that there is, Act 1. Mm-hmm. Very early act that's, um, you know, you do you do some stuff. And then uh, I, I think it's... Some stuff. I think it happens. Are they? You will work. Pretty much, yeah. I think that's how it happens. Um, I've been reading, actually, I think all three um, career choices that you choose. I think they all eventually kind of intertwine, intertwine uh, act two, yeah, I think. Yeah. It's, it's Effectively, it's kind of like everyone has a different beginning, but everyone essentially intervenes at the same place. But then because of your certain choice, you'll have different things that are more open to you or certain... Yeah, you have like style chases, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Act Two is pretty much where like the real game kind of comes into it, and everything starts becoming interesting, should we say? Um, yep. So yeah, uh, been going through it, um, been doing some of the main missions, and then been doing some side missions. We can have a discussion about this because I too have been playing it. Oh really? I've actually been playing it for a long time. Wow. Yes. When did you start getting back into it? Uh, about two months ago. Okay. Oh, You've right. been keeping this. <laughs> no, it's because, because I was. I, the thing is, I was only going to talk about it once I completed it. But it turns out I put so many hours into it, and kind of been avoiding the main missions. I've just been doing like so much in the outside of the missions. Oh wow. Okay. How many hours have you put into it? Do you know? Because when you say uh, it, it tells you. I think I'm around the 12-hour mark. I'm not as far into it as Europe. Like, I've literally, like, I go into Act 2, um, and then I'm just doing some of the side stuff. Like, I, where, where I've just left it, I've just spoke to Claire, who was um, the bartender yeah. um, at yeah, Afterlife. Life. Yeah, yeah the afterlife and then she wants you to um drive a car for her in some races so i was like okay i'll agree to that um and as soon as i left her place there was some like street punks having a fight outside like shooting or something mm. and then they're like doing target practice against like burnt out car i was like i'll have a go at them start shooting one the other one shot me i died immediately <laughs> i was like wow you are so overpowered what is going on here <laughs> Like, nice. right, I'm not going to mess with you. And I, like, came back into it and scanned. She was, like, a five-star. I was like, right, I mess with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not coming up against five-star before. I don't know what that means, but you're clearly too powerful for me at this point in time. 
Um, but yeah, that, that's that's about as far as I've got. I've not opened up all of them up yet, but I'm I'm starting to right. open up a little bit more. Like doing um doing the tarot card stuff. I'm trying to do some of yes. that. Um, one one side mission actually that I've done, that I actually I thought was handled quite well was um. Do you know the one is in your um, apartment complex and you meet two cops as you go downstairs and they're like yes. banging on a, a colleague's door, I think. Um, I really liked that mission. I was I was generally surprised just how kind of deep the story went just for the side character. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, I'd, I really hope it's, it's going to be like that for most of the side missions because I was generally surprised just how thoughtful it was about the whole situation or yeah, for like well, what, what is, the yeah. cops going through yes. like you can, you can understand kind of why he's going through why he's going through it and like how um traumatizing it's kind of been for him so there's a surprising amount of law in the game i mean there's lots of you get a lot of these um data disc things that you can read yeah, I've been picking each each one up when I see them. Like at some point, I want to like go back and start reading them. Like read the lore of how did you know how the game, well not the game, but the story of the game came about. Like what is Night City? Why did it come about? So. Have you come across any books? Uh, first of all, what platform are you playing? PS Five. Okay. Did you come across any books? The only one that I, know that I remember is I, I ended up getting a new car because some stupid person decided to trash the only car that I had. So I got a mission to get a new one. Bought that, and then when I tried to get when I tried to get into it, my, my character was like kind of already part way into it before it started the animation, right. um, which was a bit weird. But that's the only major thing that I've noticed bug-wise. I have come across so many glitches. Oh, no. No, because I found them unintentionally hilarious, actually. Oh. <laughs> I, I think it's been funny as hell. So, uh, one time I came out of a store, and well, you know there's a lot of rubbish around in Night City in there. There's just like yeah. stuff strewn all over the place, things like that. There was a fridge in the middle of a path on its on an angle, just spinning round. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have recorded evidence. It was just weird. Uh, there's a, a side character you come out. I, I don't want to say who they are in case you don't come across them. But there's a side character, and you do a mission, and then you go on a pair. You get on a pair of motorbikes, and you travel to another place, right? Hmm. So this person, they walked towards the motorbike, didn't reach the motorbike, but stepped over as if they were stepping onto a motorbike, right? You know, with swing your leg over put your arms uh-huh. out like that and then they sunk halfway into the ground so it's just the torso sticking out of the floor <laughs> right yeah then it glitched back up and they were suddenly on the bike and then okay. instead of going forward the bike shot back slightly <laughs> and they went forward right okay and then my my task was to follow this person on the bike so oh god on, on my bike and then so we're going this was out in the badlands you know so the, the desert okay area, yeah yeah right? i've not got that yet and so this person's driving like in a straight line through the desert. So the, the desert is undulating like that. Mm. But they were driving in a straight line. So the bottom of the bike was like 
going through the, going sewer, through. Through the ground, right? <laughs> and then we reached the place where we get to because it was a it was a like a building we had to take out some enemies there. So we we parked across from it, across the road from it. Oh. Uh, they got off the bike, and then they don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but they sort of levitated above the bike, stood in midair, walked to the right, and then as if they were walking down some stairs, but there was it was just air onto the ground. <laughs> and all this took place in about within the space of a minute. <laughs> it was insane. It was. I've never seen anything like it, but I couldn't stop laughing. There's only one explanation. What's Matrix. That? It's Cyberpunk Jesus. <laughs> Cyberpunk Jesus. Well, this, this, uh, there was one where a, uh, I got into an argument with two people. So basically this guy at a stall wanted me to deal. He, he wanted me to like teach these punks a lesson. I think, okay. trying to nix, I think they were trying to nick something from him or stealing his bike or something like that. I can't quite remember. But there was, so there were two guys by a bike and for whatever reason, they just started fisticuffs with me. So I whacked him and then one of them slumped over the bike like that with his arm out, just over the bike, just laying on the bike like that. And then the bike slowly started moving away and he's just <laughs> moving along with it. Like <laughs> it was so... Insane. Oh wow! Um, well, there's, there's, there's plenty of other things. I've had other people were like just torsos just in the floor. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff uh, happens in that game. That's just a bit weird. It sounds like it starts breaking the the, uh, the more hours you put into. <laughs> well, this was all early on. This stuff, oh okay. This, well, it's relatively <laughs> early stuff. And this this is supposed to be like the PS5 upgrade, but I don't know. I'm sure there's plenty of other stuff. I could make a compilation video of all the stuff. Oh, actually, I just remembered another one. So you can call for your car, can't you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it just appears, pretty much, doesn't it? It's very quick yep. to respond. But it spawned, um, and the back end of it was spawned inside a like concrete barrier. So it spawned, and then suddenly it's just, <laughs> and then the car. Just exploded and it flew up and just landed on its roof. And it's just it's like what? I've had people phasing. I've had people walking through items like walking through like boxes that were on the ground and things like that. Mm. Uh, there's one where I was driving with someone. They were driving the vehicle and I was the passenger. And then instead of just opening the door and getting out when we got there, they just phased through the door and they walked out. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm giving this game a kick in, but I actually love it. I really love this game. Yeah, so much. I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. Night City, I think, is possibly one of the greatest places in a video game I've ever been. I love it. Mm. Just the details of it, the intricacies, the like the, the variety of it. It's Nothing looks the same. And all, like, graphically, it just looks amazing. I'm not quite sure about NPC graphics. I think they're a bit iffy. I, I can I can give them the benefit of the doubt on that to to make the city look as well. As, yeah, as I'll take that. I'll take that. I think that if that's if that's the case, they made the right decision. Mm. Um, because I I've seen like duplicate people as well. It's like I went into a bar once. Oh, there will be. <laughs> yeah, I went into a bar and there was like two people, like literally like three 
metres apart, wearing this gold, like, spandex suit or something, and then golden yeah. underwear as well. And it's just like, there's two people there looking identical. And the face model was Eskimo Simon as well. So yeah, it's just identical twins, that's all. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe, it might have been, I don't know. But but I, I've seen it multiple occasions. But now, what, what do you think to the um the inventory system? Designed for PC. Yeah, it's, it's, it's best I can say. Um, it's a bit confusing. Well, it's, it's a typical. It was worse. RPG. They have updated it a bit. Yeah, it's, it's for me. It's a typical RPG. Um, almost like a a, a Bethesda um inventory where it's just all the everything. Yeah, all the things in your face. Here's all the stats. Here's you know, all, all the things, the, what this weapon can do, or this, you know. Here's all the mods, the cyberware, um, mm. you know. I think even the um, the the upgrade trees are, are a bit kind of They're a bit, yeah. o- overwhelming to start with. So I'm kind of like, okay, I, I don't know, kind of like, well, one, okay, I'm going to look at this. Okay, you've got ninjutsu. ninjutsu. Yeah, and you can't used get everything. to be known as stealth. Can't what, sorry? You can't get everything, so you have to... Like, no, um, yeah. Well, you you can so. respec your perk you points, but I don't think you can do attributes. I think attributes are stuck. So you kind of you gotta tailor it to your own kind of playstyle. Like I I'm playing very kind of stealth with a bit of I suppose like a bit of like a net runner, yeah. kind of like scanning stuff and so you got body. Have you got body? Uh, there's body intelligence, cool. cool. No, a, a no, athleticism no, is part of body, isn't it? Yes. I think. I don't know. I can't uh, remember. But there's five, is there? Cyber, or is there six? Cyberware, something like that. I think, there's, I think there's six, and there seems... Yeah, there's one at the bottom. There's one at the bottom that you... you well, I say you unlock. It makes yourself aware after Act 2. But I'm not sure what its use is as of yet. Whether it's maybe... Is something further along the line you'll find out. Or... No, I'm, I'm enjoying all the characters. I'm really enjoying all the characters. How deep everyone's storyline yeah. is, pretty much. It's a very like, involving game. Yeah. I've just found I've just found myself like just just bit, spending hours on it, just really not actually doing that much. It's like I'll just mm. be sat there in my car at night, just watching, just observing, because I just love being in Night City. I think it's such a Terrific place just to be. <laughs> Have you done much crafting on it? I've done some some stuff, uh, mainly like ammo. Yes. If I've needed it, but. But I've been crafting uh, for money, for the monies, or oh, for oh. the eddies, shall we say? Oh, I, I love that nickname, the eddies. But um. Eddies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the eddies, because it's the euro dollar ed eddies. But um, yes, yeah, so I've been so. I've read this thing about you can craft a certain thing, and it's it's basically components to money ratio. That's what you want. So you you get yeah, led into a crafting spec, create this thing, and then you just start flogging it at these sell points because you have these basically like selling ATMs like just around the city. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So you craft a load of these things and then you just flog them. And I was suspect I spent like three hours probably in total just crafting a lot of stuff. And they're just flogging it. So I've been able to afford all the cars. Oh, nice. And I've got like two million at the moment. 
Have you? Um, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've got it to uh, yet, but I know there's a way of getting. Um, it's like multiple apartments around the sea. You can. Yes. So I've bought all of them. But you, you got because yeah. they were they were part of the update. So when the PS5 yeah version came across, I mean you had your first apartment in it, but I think that was the only one in it. Yeah. But now they've introduced. It's either four or five more, mm-hmm. and they're pretty good. Some of them. I mean, there's there's one in Japan Town, which I particular is my particular favourite. Oh. It's nice because there's there's a bit of interactivity in some of those locations, which I quite like. Which is one thing that I do find a negative about Sitter. I wish there was a bit more interactivity with things in the world. Like, for instance, in one of these apartments, you can go and you can sit down and you can drink a whiskey. Oh yeah, right. As opposed to you know when you go into a bar in the game and you just come up with a, a menu, say do you oh, want to buy yeah. this drink? I want to be able to just sit at a bar and be able to drink, like role play it. But clearly, but because this is in one of the apartments that you can do this drink thing, why don't you just apply that into the bars? I don't understand. It's clearly capable of doing it. I just want that a bit more involvement in the world. You want like. More immersion. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I want. I, I don't want. I want a bar to feel like a bar, not just a shopping menu. You know. Yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice, I suppose. You might have stuff they've. I suppose stuffed into that game. I suppose there's going to be some things that are a bit overlooked. Like uh, there's a. I was watching some of like you know like top mods that you could get for Cyberpunk now. And there's one for like the the metro system where you can like oh, yeah. ride it like a proper met- metro system. You know, like so instead of like you've got fast travel points and yeah. stuff, you actually go on to like the metro and like ride it around town properly. And you can like see outside That's of it cool. and stuff. It is empty. Um, like you'd be the only one getting onto it. But I think just for then, just for the added immersion. I like yeah, it's, it's a good role play feature though. Yeah, it's pretty good. What's, what's, your, what's your thoughts on the combat? Because I think you were a bit not sure about like the gunplay. I think when we first uh, it. yeah, I, I think I've I've started to get a little more used to it now. Um, Actually, I still I do... think it feels a bit. I was just saying a little bit kind of slippery. Might not be the right word. Slippery. Kind of, I think it's, it, it might be just kind of, when, when you're aiming and kind of moving, it, it feels quite quite quick. Yes. Compared to like something like you know like Call of Duty feels a bit more realistic. I have to say I really like the combat. Although, although yeah. I do think a lot of it is owed to the dual sense though. I think that does add a lot to it. Yeah, as, as a lot, I've like, turned to... off. What, what's, the, what's the low with the dual sense? Yeah, oh, the really? driving was starting to annoy me. With oh, I like the driving with it. I think, I think, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's too unless you've got it on too high sensitivity. Why is it? Yeah, maybe I'll give it a go. I don't know. I don't, I don't find it that either. Maybe I've not got it on high enough, I don't know. But I really like it. it I think it adds weight to the things. I think it adds weight to the weapons and the riding the vehicles and that kind of thing. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll give it another go. I'd say one thing I'm not a particular fan of. Well, there's just too much of it, and that's those hacking of the access points. Oh, right. So that grid game. It's, it's, it's the Bioshock pipes all over again. It's just all I've, of the shops. I've started to learn. I've started to learn it now. I've started to learn like what paths you need to take to get like all oh, yeah. of them. I understand it, but it's just there's too many of them. It's just yeah. it's all they're all of the place, and it just seems to be the only 
hack mini game they've got. I just wish there was a bit more variety in that. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate, especially kind of, I suppose, for something that we're talking, we, we might talk about a little bit later on. It, it feels kind of very simple, and they could have done a little bit more with the hacking, like make it feel more kind of. That feels like something out of place of what I would expect, like a cyberpunk hacker to be doing. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Show me. Yeah. You got any interesting cyberware that you've attached to your character? I, it's still early on. I did, I did, I did. I bought an upgrade, so um, I can add a little bit more um, to my guy. But I think at the moment, probably the only good thing I've got is like less fall damage. Because <laughs> that's that's pretty good once you start getting proper things. Yeah, in your character, that's really good. There's something early on that I actually I'd, I'd forgotten about when I came back into it. So I did quite a few missions, like feeling that was a bit getting a bit limited with like my hacking and stuff and then like I suddenly remembered oh I can like upgrade my like cyber cyber deck mm. and, like and get increased you know increased slots to, to add to my cyberware and stuff I need to do this now <laughs> yeah well you get as many like quick it does get expensive it does but if you do this crafting well thing, yeah if you do the thing that you've it. done yeah, I'm going to have to look into it yeah have you got interesting on your person or your uh, well, I've because I've been going all out with my guy because I've put I've I'm about 108 hours into it now. I've kind of tried to level the guy up as like part of these side missions, and um, okay. so I've got I'm trying to get legendary everything, pretty much. So all the orange items. Wow. So i i like every gun I've got. I I did. I mean, you guys know I love doing the admin, so I spent ages. Like going through my entire inventory, knocking it out, like getting rid of all the duplicates I've got, and it took forever. When you've got, because that when you're looking at your stash, your your stash inventory in your apartment, which you can also do from your vehicle as well if you didn't know. But um, mm, found that out. that was quite good. It's good addition though. But it's just like a wall of items that just goes on forever, and it's just like. Uh, put them by name, name order, and then just like one by one. I'm going. Is that one better than that one, or is that one that that one? Right, delete that one, that one, that one. Just Dis- disassemble that one. Get the components from that one. It was a nightmare. But in the end, I got all the things. Um, have you used the transmog system? Because this was introduced in you know the latest patch. No, I don't think I've used it yet. So, but so this is really good. I'm really glad they've introduced this because there was a problem where obviously all the clothing is stat based, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it's wear this because it's going to improve your character, but some of them just look a bit naff. Yeah, and that's the problem. Yeah. And so you end up wearing something you really don't want to wear, but you wear it because their stats are good. Stats, yeah. But now, thankfully, they've introduced this transport so you can put on whatever you want on the main menu, and then if you go to your apartment. And you go to your wardrobe. You can then create six outfits. So, and you can put on whatever you want that that you own. Oh, yes, no, yeah, I, I've done this, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and then, but that won't affect the stats of the items that you put on your person to begin with. Yeah, no, so, that's sorry, really good. So I that. But that's, yeah, that's really good because that's one of the things I didn't really do. I didn't really care about the look of my character much because. Mm. He looks crap, 
basically. Because <laughs> he had to put all this rubbish on it that I didn't want him to wear. Mm. But I felt like I had to. Mm. But no, that's, that's really good. And that's made me want to go and buy better outfits, like better clothes now, which I never did before. Mm. But, uh, have you done any brain dancers? I think probably uh, have a spot. Other than, so there's a tutorial one, isn't there? And then there's... Oh, there's one. When when is it? There's one. Is this? I can't remember if this is a side mission or not. Is there's one for um, you're helping. You help you help a netrunner trying to find the lady who hired you for the original job that ends Act One. Uh yes, that was a long time ago. Can't remember. Yeah, but you. So I think um. In between that, you do like a brain dance, I think, for her. I think the what is it? Yes. Am I thinking the brain dance is right? The one, the one you go into, you go into the memories of another person. You can sort yep, of that's rewind right. and find. Yeah. 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 I've done a couple. Yeah. I do like them. I do. I do really like. It reminds me of the um. The archetype. Detective mode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they are very reminiscent. But even though I'm 108 hours into it, I, I've not come across actually many of them brain dancers. Unless there's just more of them, or unless there's more of them in like the main story. Well, there's the. They're not in many side missions. No, there's. I don't know if this was part of the mission as well, because there was a person that you can go to, and you could buy brain dancers from them. Like, yeah. You have to buy like the illegal one, I think, to continue it's, the story. Yeah, but this is the thing you don't. This is this is another problem with the game is that there's a lot of stuff you can buy, but you don't actually have a lot of use for them. So you can't actually just use the brain dancers that you buy. It's just classed as junk. Oh, and you just flog them. Which is a shame. But hey, Cyberpunk sequel. Get on it. Yeah. That's a shame. Mm. That could have played, I suppose, a bigger role in the, in the overall story. Especially for some other media that uses it. I think it uses it pretty well. So... But basically, in conclusion, for me, I just want to see New Game Plus. I really want it. Hmm. They've not introduced it, have they? Well, I think someone like on the development team tweeted about it, saying, oh, it's extremely difficult to do New Game Plus because if it's going to break the game somehow, you know, because of your abilities and that kind of thing. Which I just do it. (laughs) That's what it. I don't usually care about New Game Plus because once I've played a game, that's it. It's just like I'm happy to, I'm happy to move on. But I want to continue to keep playing this game. And because of all the looting system and all that, I'd like to keep all that stuff without having to do all that again. Well, you know, there's Phantom Liberty next year. so. Oh, yeah. I'm certainly going to be looking forward to that. But, but now, that's being Cyberpunk. Yep. And that's pretty much all that I've been playing. So... I'm going to throw it over to Nathan because he's not spoken in about 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad. <laughs> That's all right. Don't worry about it. It's be good listening to your stories. To be honest, when I when I played Cyberpunk, I didn't have too many too much in terms of um, glitches. I, I had a few times where I walked through some doors, but that were about it. But I've been, I, I played on Series X, so I might have had a different experience to you guys. Uh, one, one final thing, though. I'm going to say, what do you think to um, Keanu? He is a bit of a dick at the start of it, I will say. He's, like, I've, I've, I'm getting to a point that I, th- I think I'm kind of warming up to 
to who he is and like what he stands for. Uh, his character, Mr. Mr. Johnny Silverhand. What do you think about his actual performance? It's it's hard it's it's hard to remember that he's playing a character. It's not just Keanu Reeves that's standing in front of me. <laughs> it's yeah. really difficult. It's like I think as well. Hey, up, Keanu. Yeah, I, I feel like as well he's. I think you can tell maybe he's not used to voice acting work. Yeah, because it's, it's very, it feels kind of stilted sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it feels like he's phoned it in, and other times, other times it feels a bit more involved in it. It's just mm. curious. But, sorry, Dave, we've, we we just took away your thunder. It's all right. Just <laughs> go ahead. Continue. Speak before yeah. we do. <laughs> Speak before Mark remembers another glitch. Yes. Yeah. Right. So mine's going to be short. And probably not so sweet. Uh, so the only one I, the only thing I've been playing is FIFA 23. Hey. So hey. I don't know whether I can take any pride in this or not, but I was the last one out of us to cave, which is quite surprising. I'm uh, intrigued. Which one of us bought it first? I think Mark bought it first. That may have been the case. I bought it on the day it came out. Uh, I can't remember if I did. I think I might have done actually. Oh, maybe we're talking. We are the worst. No. <laughs> yeah, we're somehow worse than them. We okay say first. we shouldn't be buying this, and yet we've all bought it still. <laughs> Within like two days. Yeah. Well, I tried to fight against it, but I thought I've got some vouchers to use. Why not? Yeah, this guy gets it for free. I mean, uh... I mean, to be fair, we knocked like getting The Last of Us for 70 quid, part one. And then we buy, we buy FIFA for like 70 quid every year. Yeah. Which is practically the same game. Well, it is if you're on Switch. Um, yeah. <laughs> Legacy that's been the, edition. That's, that's been the same for four that. years. That That's yeah. shocking now. I can't believe they get away with actually doing it. But to their, I don't even want to say credit, It it's about 30 quid. So the price reflects the legacy-ness of it. Uh, if like that's even a word. Tenor. They don't change I, I, anything. I think they should just call it FIFA football, like they did for the PS Vita, and just have downloadable shirts every. What are you, yeah. what are you paying that thirty quid for? Shirts, kits, kit <laughs> updates, <laughs> shirts, player updates, player updates. That is it, though, isn't it? That's yeah. it. That's literally it. It's the gameplay is going to be the same. But yeah, anyway. Bought FIFA 23. Played played a bit of Volta on my own, but the Volta that I played was the like the offline kind of mode yeah. so I've been playing a bit of that and I've been been enjoying it like I really love getting close to the goal and just absolutely slapping it into the top corner it just feels good especially with the dual sense because when you hit the bar or it hits the back of the net you get like a noise and it just feels really satisfying to score a goal so yeah love that <laughs> just just on that sorry does anyone have the triggers active on FIFA 23 yeah I think I've got mine turned down I've turned them off I really hate him when it comes to yeah when it gets like towards the end of the game and you're like yeah squeezing the trigger yeah it's like that's, yeah that's I'm stamina and then like I can't suddenly the trigger's fighting against me to st- press it like why yeah. so now you've, you've got to use your stamina now yeah well that's it, it makes it more realistic I, I like it, it. Yeah, when you get to 75 minutes, the legs aren't quite what they used to be. Well, yeah, the, fingers. the fingers aren't quite what they used to be. 
Starting to get cramp in the finger. <laughs> yeah, getting fresh for time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all the muscle on my thumb before. It's not fun. Really? What, play FIFA? Not exactly that, but oh. I can imagine. You fell upstairs again. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that, that hurt. Well, there's an easy remedy to that, Matt. Don't fall upstairs. Oh, fall downstairs. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. Break your head. <laughs> Do the reverse. Right. Anyway, apart from Volta, um, you know I love my career mode. So I've, I've started one of those. I mean, oh, gen- How many seasons did you throw? I'm in the January tw- transfer window, 2032. Already? No, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm on the first I was season. like, wait, it can't be. That's like, <laughs> what? You've played I, way too much. I play the game, so... FIFA 2077. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That'd be insane. Do you know all like, the cyberpunk no, enhancements? Keanu Reeves up front. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves at net. It'd be great. Anyway, I've so I've started my well, I've started my career. I'm halfway through the first season of my career with Sheffield Wednesday in League One. Uh, we're top at League at minute. We got into the last 16 of the League Cup, Champions League, <laughs> Champions League. and we got knocked out against Liverpool. We lost 2-1. It was a valiant effort, but well, that happened. We're in the Pizza Cup, well, the hey. Papa John's Cup. Papa John's. Yeah. Um, I think we're in the semi-final of that at the minute, so hopefully we can get some silverware back to Sheffield. That would be nice. And um, lastly, we're still in the FA Cup. I think we're in the fifth round at, at the minute. But it's it's the no, it's the fourth round, but it says last 64. And I don't think it's ever done that before. It, it used to only pop up to like round of 16 that I can remember anyway. 64? Yeah, last, yeah. Round of 64. <laughs> yeah, so I've got to I've got to play Blackburn Rovers in that, so championship opposition, but we'll see if we can rise to the occasion. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying career mode so far. I do um, I do like when you sell a player. Um, I, mean, I mean, obviously we got this as part of the beta, but it does this animation where they're leaving the club and you're showing them out and basically once they've... Pretty much, yeah. Once they've left the door, you're like walking away, like right, let's let's crack on, kind of thing. It looked quite depressing that that scene. It is because it plays like plays like like, music as well. Yeah, it's like it's like like, was it's like your manager and like uh, is like the assistant or something is like leading the player out and players like looking down to the ground all the time. (laughs) It's like I don't want to (laughs) leave. That's it. Like, Why are go. You doing this to me? We've, we've been giving an offer we can't refuse. Yeah. Bugger off. It's taxi. Uber's here. <laughs> I'd, I'd want one where the player's like... It's like the end like, of The Apprentice. <laughs> yeah, I'd, that's I want where, one where, like, if the player's, like, wanted to move, then he's, like, they just play a scene where he's just running through, like, the um the workplace or wherever. It's just, that's like, it. sticking fingers up at everyone. <laughs> Pushing passes <laughs> to get top. out the door. He's there just, like, smashing doors in and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's what they should do, do like for next year's an exit interview. See how the time was at the club. But anyway, that's. But yeah, that's that's that. When you sign a player, it's pretty cool as well. But I like how when you sign them, it, it gives you like a rating. So if it's been a good deal, you get A, bad deal, F. 
in terms of selling players though i've never been able to get like a decent like rating for that because and, and i'm always selling players for more than what they're worth as well and they're always like e or d but i guess i'm just not a very good negotiator i've got some really good players though i've taken advantage of the like the free agent market i've got an 80 rated winger in league one it's fantastic to be honest, I think at this stage, if I wanted to, I could probably sim through and get promoted to championship, but I want to earn it. I feel like I've earned it. And then go from I would, there. I would just do that. I'd just be like, I'm training, this, I'm, training, I'm training this like it's football manager. So. thing is, it's not football manager, though. It's yeah, FIFA. but it is. It's manager mode, so. Uh, I don't know. One thing I do like, though, is that if you sim it and you're losing, you can jump into the game. And play that way. Yeah, That's I think cool. they introduced that in the last one, didn't they? Yeah. That's good. Um, but yeah, apart from that, obviously we play pro clubs. Bit of a mixed bag. It, it, we're all right. It's, it's been okay. I think two wins, one draw, three losses. It's not the best to start. But... I think it's because we're just noobs in it. Our characters are noobs. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's game all leveled up again. So I'm, I'm going to be back on Volta. And we're going to build the team again. Yeah. It's because yeah. we had a bunch so of chumps. We didn't know who they were. That's it. No, that, yeah. That's, that's what we looking at. Where's? Where's Mario? Mario. He was off, on his, he was off making long. the film. That's what he was doing. That's it. Ooh, I think we should we, mix we're it up some, a bit. Yeah, we're going to have some new additions in this one. Kirby. Luigi. Kirby? Who else? Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably hit that. Just a pink afro. Kirby. Look, you can, you can get blue air in the game. Just put Sonic in. Yeah, we could have Sonic as well, just with spiky air. I shall surprise you. <laughs> Doom Dukem. I mean, they've probably got the hair. Probably. Bayonetta. Ooh, no, that'd, that'd be a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I could possibly replicate that. <laughs> but I may try. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Anyway... So that's that's literally all I've been playing. Just been playing FIFA, getting get myself through the career, and what a career it's been so far. Well, there you go. That's what we've been playing. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Take care. Bye.